seeing my I love the smell of napalm in the morning. Like victory. All right, here we go. Three, two, one. G'day, listeners. Welcome back to Full Metal Movie Reviews. It's your host, Samboy, and this week we've got a horror spectacular just in time for Friday the 13th. Well, it's Friday the 13th when we're recording it. Who knows when you're going to listen to it. (laughs) Um, With me to discuss one of the, mm, I would say, more interesting horror films to come out the last 15 years. Uh, it's Anth. Anth, how are you? Sam, 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 Sam. I can't talk. I can't talk. All right. I sold some gypsy lady a bunch of spinach. I told her it was the best spinach you ever get. I'm not going to lie. It was dog shit. Long story short, I've got three days to live. She's going to drag me to hell. I'm cursed, Sam. I'm cursed. Did you shame her? Of course I shamed her. I'm a veggie <laughs> grower. You know, customers, we don't care. Hey. But anyway. What's up, this- <laughs> This <laughs> no. this week we're talking about the Sam Raimi's um nineteen no sorry not nineteen two thousand nine uh, horror I'd say more of a comedic horror uh, drag me to hell. Let's yeah. jump into it. Let's get straight into it. Let's get and let's be to honest hell. with one another, and That's just lay it on the cards. And I'm gonna count down to from three down to one, and after one. You're going to tell me if you like this film or not. <laughs> Three, two, one. Yes. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I mean, here's the deal, listeners. I watched this a couple of times when I took uh, when I saw it in the movies when it first came out. Loved it. Bought it on Blu-ray. Watched it a couple of times, but I haven't seen it maybe in three years or four years. And I've got to say, it does not hold up. <laughs> It, yeah, the storyline is simple in its premise. Um, as phones alluded to, a pretty innocent uh, bank teller by the name of uh, Christine—no, not bank teller. She's a loan officer, sorry. By Christine, basically um, denies an old lady the right to extend her credit when she defaults on her repayments, thus meaning the bank is going to take her home. And through no fault of her own, and I kind of would have the same reaction. This old lady jumps to her knees, and she's a bit, she's gross. And she said, and when she jumps to her knees, she sort of lunges at Christine, and Christine gets scared, calls security, and then the old lady, of course, takes great offence and says, "You've shamed me." Um, and then they have a, they have one of the best, I'll probably say, one of the best fight sequences between a ninety-year-old and a final girl, I guess. Um, in any horror movie where the uh, grandmother then proceeds to put in a curse and subsequently Christine has three days to live. Otherwise, she's going to get dragged to hell. And it's about her trying to sort of, you know, fight off the curse. But, <laughs> you know why I didn't like, you know why it doesn't hold up for me, Fanes? Why is that? Because the practical effects are all great. 
it's shot really cool, but the CGI is really shit. By yeah, standards. yeah. Well, it's interesting you say that because that's literally the major gripe I've got. But when you're gonna, we're obviously gonna compare it. But when you compare Sam Raimi's Evil Dead Two to this, but, like not even example, passable though, friends. I'm talking it's shit. Like it's yeah, terrible. but what what, I, what I'm saying is that like. Like 2010 or 20, 2009, sorry, we didn't notice the CGI, but like it, if you're going to compare like practical, if they stuck to practical, we wouldn't even be talking about it right now because the practical effects in, in that movie was good. That CGI had that really weird early like 2000s kind of PlayStation 2 <laughs> style of quality about it. Um, and it really throws you out of it uh, when you're watching it back today. Which is which is funny because a movie back in the eighties doesn't age as quickly as a movie shot between two thousand and two thousand and ten. That's your cue to step in, mate. Yeah, sorry, I was on mute. Um, <laughs> I'm just uh, drinking some tea because I'm a bit sinusy, oh, guys. What, I'm a bit sinusy. You are you are very sinusy. What type of tea you got? Uh, just black. Um, he's drinking chamomile, everybody. It's goddamn hay fever. There is no worse time to be alive in Australia in spring. It's terrible. Hay fever is horrific. Yeah, it's pretty bad. Um, yeah, I mean, the fight sequence in the garage is really, really, really well done. Really oh, well um, choreographed. 100%. Killer. It's funny as well, especially when she's her teeth get knocked out and she's like chewing on Christine's jaw. Oh man, That's see so that gross. That gross out shit. I hate that gross out <laughs> shit. You know I hate that gross out shit. And it. it's like, uh, and and I haven't seen this movie for like ten years because I hate gross out shit. Every time I see it on whatever, I'm like, should I watch it now? No, no, no I can't because it's a gross out. When you told me to watch this, I was like, oh, I guess I gotta watch it. <laughs> and the the whole sequence with the bleeding nose and it sprays out the blood. That that's. That's good shit. Like that's, did it, get, did it like get in my it. mouth? Did it get in my mouth? <laughs> so I think there's, there's good shit in this. There really is like funny stuff. Um, what I find to be a bit... You know when a film has a, a twist, right? A twist ending or swerve ending. And the swerve you see like i remember the movies the ending that oh yeah shit that's not the button that's the uh coin in the envelope that you know subsequently results in her getting dragged to hell i saw that coming in the cinema and it kind of like when it gets to a certain point in this film you kind of just like oh, yeah, i know how this ends and you turn it off you know what i mean like the, it's a bit once you once you've seen it once yeah. You've seen it once. There's no real rewatch factor. Yeah. There's, yeah. Because you're like, oh, okay. Well, this is this is gonna be a shit ending, you mm. know. And again, I'm comparing it. But Evil Dead, Evil Dead, they had their shit endings, but um, there was always like a there was a catch. Like we knew there was a sequel. There was a catch. So they they're really they're rewatchable. Um, but with this, it's just like you're watching this girl go through all this stuff. Um, do all these things that she doesn't want to do, like kill a kitty and <laughs> they'll sacrifice a kitty. Um, go through, you know, this whole yeah. seance stuff, and you're following her journey from start to finish, and you develop a, um, I guess, uh, you, know, you know, some emotional character 
development towards her because she was the fat farm girl and she's trying to win over the parents and she's got this demon trying to drag her to hell because of some crazy old gypsy lady who's since passed on um and she's trying to solve this issue and then uh it's just like oh yeah by the way now she done fucked up and there's a shock ending and then it's like it was great when you see it but like on rewatch value it was just kind of like okay here comes that bum out ending now sweet Uh, yeah, and um, I gotta say he's the ending is bummer because ultimately, if this was a prick of a person, you would say, yeah, she deserved it. But I mean, she's so sweet, and the things she's that great. she gets put herself through just to sort of fight off this demon, it's it's like fucking. Hilarious, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, especially... Um, like, I mean, I know killing the cat's not nice, but basically, listeners, she finds that she has the curse. She can't go back to the old lady because she's passed away. So the um, witch doctor says, or I don't know what it is, seance or clairvoyant says, you possess something you own is demonic that she's put a curse on. Turns out it's a button. So she has to pass on the button to someone else to pass the curse on. Thinks she can pass the button on to um, her co-worker. She does. She backs out again because she's a good person and doesn't want to do the, put that co-worker through that. So she learns that she can give the button to a dead person. She goes to dig up the grave of the old lady to give her the button. Um, but then, for whatever reason, it's a bit dumb. She assumes the button's in its envelope. Turns out it's not. It's a coin that her boyfriend put in the envelope at the beginning of the film. Boom, boom, boom twist she meets her boyfriend at the train station and the boyfriend opens up an envelope which he thinks is the coin it isn't it's the button and she gets swallowed into hell so just 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 a lead up to the swallow into hell she feels like she's conquered this finally everything's all good she buys a brand new jacket literally the morning of and the boyfriend's going to propose and there's all these things you're like oh she's She's going to be all right. No. Because she confused the... Why wouldn't you look in the envelope? Well, yeah. Like, if your whole life was on the line... You know what I mean? You're you going to get dragged back. Make like, sure it that button's two, there. It takes two seconds, man. Like, all you do is go, oh, fuck, that's a coin. Okay, sweet. Where are we going to go? Like, where's this button? Yeah, uh, whatever. Whatever. It's... Yeah. It, it's... Ah, um, uh, look. It... it, it, it I find it to be a fun ride. It's a bit campy. Um, like I said, the the stuff that's shot, like the, see, Sam Raimi's known for her, like practical effects and how he can sort of compose a shot with the weird Dutch camera angles and the quick, you know, the zoom into the, the quick close-ups and the, you know, I mean, like you know, that's what he does, right? Yeah, that's right. The fight scene, pretty much, is evidence of that. But I find it a bit like it loses gas. I, it's, it it pretty much ramps up very quickly. But like the shadow stuff and something, even when she's flipping around in the room, she's on wires and stuff. She's not. It's not like when um, you know, they did Nightmare on Elm Street where they moved the room and you're like, oh wow, that looks really cool. It's in daylight and she's just flipping around on wires. It's like, oh wow, she's quite literally doing some poor wire work because they can't slam it around too much, right? So, 
Um, you know yeah, what I mean? I'm, like, yeah, I still feel that she had a fair amount of like the Bruce Campbell treatment, where she had a bit of like, you know, blood and shit thrown into her face, and she did a fair amount of the slapstick stuff. I mean, the actress, um, uh, got a name here. Sorry, two sex. She's done fuck all since, so. <laughs> Alison Lowman, 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 who's since retired from acting, um, she didn't oh, really like her? horror movies. She took that role to do all that physical stuff. Why she, she really like doing stunts and and all that type of stuff? So yeah, and I, I think that is evident in certain places. But I know what you mean. You know it, but I kind of like that in this movie a little bit especially that hokey wire work when the demon comes in and possesses that random dude at the seance and then he's up in the air and he's doing the freaking uh, Sam Raimi demon dance you know the one he's got in all his horror movies at one point um, I don't I don't mind that stuff but I know what you're saying but I think it kind of just adds a little bit to like the slapstick horror nature of this film alright so low man retired from acting um I think it was to start a family, I believe. Um, I was just trying to just quickly just scrolling online to see. There we go. Yeah, um, yeah. It was it was to start a family. So I just wanted to just quickly confirm that on uh, on the old Wikipedia. Um, but she's semi-retired. She only takes a few small roles here and there. She hasn't really done anything since 2016, and that was a pretty small role, I believe. Um, but it was to focus more on motherhood. And uh, and she primarily, apparently, works as an online acting coach. However, that last statement's from Wikipedia, so... The other one was from an interview, so yeah. I don't know. Yeah, I don't, I don't think she's that great in this either. I don't think she's very strong. I... I... I disagree. I... I think she's not very strong. Deliberately. Throughout the film. And... I do think that she develops a bit of strength. Um, yeah, she goes through the um, the treatment, the uh, you know the um, Ash. You know, fucking first he's startled. Yeah. Then he gets on top of it. Then he gets really arrogant. <laughs> she does. She has a similar arc. Yes. Yeah. No. 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 I, yeah. She does have that, but I, I feel that even she has like a killer bad badass moment where she shoves the coin down. You know the gypsy's throat, um, I, and and when she's talking to that employee, when she's at the diner, as well, I feel she develop, develops a bit of an attitude. I, but I do think that she is weak on intention, because it's such a random movie. Like why this, what what did you call her, loan officer? Why this loan officer? You know, she clearly is just like not somebody who you would ever think's a bad person. You know not somebody who was willing to go to the other side of hell to try and save her own life. <laughs> so I feel that the, her acting and kind of just adds to that whole why her routine. But that's just me anyway. Yeah, I mean, I think it's also... Uh, like, she did a, probably a shitty thing, but... I mean, nobody working for a bank is happy with their job, myself included. Like, it's you just, it's like a soul-sucking corporate gig, right? You, you do it for the paycheck and you fucking eat shit and get on with your day. But I think 
what what maybe puts me, puts me off her is the meek the meekness. Like I like I like it when the protagonist is a bit more ballsy. Um and I know horror genre like if you look at the lead actresses or actors in horror genre and you compare um say this to uh Halloween. Um uh, what's her character's name in Halloween? Um Laurie Stroh. Lawyer, yeah. Laurie is more confrontive, investigative, um, more strong. You know what I mean? Not so, why is this happening to me? <laughs> like, well, you know what I mean? Well, Laurie is more go-getter, more level-headed, and mm. more, you know, um, I guess, switched on than her other counterparts in that movie, like the other babysitters. But Laurie is still a weak kind of character, in a sense. I mean, she's pushed against the wall and she has to use her wits and cunningness to fight back. Um, yeah, but... Nah, you know what? No, 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 no. Yeah, you're right. Laurie's, Laurie's a badass. No, never mind. Yeah, so, one. I mean, it's, it's <laughs> minor gripe because I understand you, you're probably right you, that she had to overplay the, how nice she was to yes. make this seem real, like a real shitty situation and then maybe feel sympathetic for her. I get that. But it's a bit... Mm, too cootsy. Like, if... That stew guy was working in my office. You tell him to fuck off. I don't care how nice you are. Like, if you've been that much of a fucking suck ass and just being, oh, you know, you got your way to get this guy a sandwich. He goes, I asked for no mayo. Okay, no, cunt, you didn't. You said fucking spicy mayo. I heard you. The boss heard you. Shut the fuck up. Where's my $10 for the sandwich? Like, that's, you gotta, like, it's, anyone would do that. Woman, man, male, female. If someone's being a dick to you, you don't. You, you're not a doormat. I don't. You know what I mean. I just felt like she's a bit of a doormat. Mate, I'd force feed that sandwich down his throat, and make him enjoy every single bite. Like, well, yeah, people I work with, and I've worked in the corporate environment for a long time. Nobody's that much of a doormat, and that might be an Australian thing. I don't know, but you you, don't, you, you don't survive in the corporate environment if you're that. You know what I mean? I don't know. Never been in a corporate environment, but. <laughs> I'm telling you. I'm telling you how it is. Um, well, I'm telling you that she's a lovely lady. Yeah, she is. That's why, and that's that's a weird thing to complain about. Um, <laughs> the other thing that I probably that's probably all my gripes with the actually not that's probably all my gripes with the actual film itself. Overall, it is a campy. It's more comedic than I remembered. Mm. Definitely yes, more of a is. romp, and it really does fit into his Sam. That, that niche of comedic horror that at times is gross, uncomfortable, scary, because there's a lot of jumps. I forgot how many jump scares or anything. There's a few. And, but then, like, genuine belly laughs in certain situations. Yeah. I remember um, when I watched this movie in the cinemas, I took, uh, I took two friends of mine, and at this point, I'd like to apologize. Christopher Nugent, Nuge, he, he, he loves these types of movies. He watches worse horror movies than me. He won't admit it, but it's 100% true. Uh, but Patrick... What up, Nuge? Yeah, Nuge. Patty, if you're listening to this, man, I'm sorry for dragging you to the movies back in 2009 and making you pay money to watch this. I remember <laughs> when she was uh, having no teeth and just like biting her on the uh, on the chin, Patty just looks at me, and he just goes, 
Why? Why? <laughs> so, Patty, you're watching this. <laughs> I made you watch Cedar Chucky. I made you watch Drag Me to yeah, Hell. This is good compared to Cedar it, it, Chucky. It is. Oh, it is good. It is, it's just not his cup of tea. Oh, I'm sorry, man. <laughs> um, I took my wife. Well, she was my girlfriend at the time, but um, the pet cinema was packed. I remember actually going. This yeah. Same, same, same. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, because I think at the time Sam Raimi was coming off uh, a, two Spider-Man films. I don't know, whatever. Yes. Um, so he was he had a lot of juice because those Spider Spider-Man films made bank. I think all, oh, three. all three actually. So he just yeah. finished making. This is the first thing after Spider-Man. Yes. Um. So they made bank, and so he decided to go back to horror, which is something he hadn't really done since. Probably Evil Dead Two. Probably. Yeah. Yep. So, so we're looking at 1987, right? So he's he's out been out of the horror game for a long time, and everyone was like really hyped up for this thing because they were just borderline in a frenzy to see him come back and not have because horror, I guess at that at that point had been. Uh, franchise to the point where it's just what slasher film is it next or what gore, like gore horror you know like, uh, we, we were we were in the remake phase so mm. in 2009 um, Jason Voorhees got his re uh, imagining on screen in the Friday the 13th reboot um, Nightmare on Elm Street was on its way we just had all the Japanese remakes so Ring Grudge um, all that so horror wasn't really anything other than remakes saw um saw i think had two two or three films out at this time so it was either gore porn or remakeville so it was something really refreshing to have an original concept by a director who has kind of dominated hollywood um so it was kind of like a, a niche horror at the time when there were no other horrors like this typical horror it's 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 not its premise isn't other than someone's trying to chase me or kill me or lock me up and kill me. It's supernatural. It's, uh, you're more scared about what you don't see than what you do see, if that makes sense. A hundred percent. Like good horror doesn't necessarily show you on the screen. It just builds that suspense and in that, in that weird environment, you know what I mean? And lets you soak up the atmosphere, and you're always kind of on your seat because you're like, "Well, what the fuck's around that corner? What's behind that person?" You know what I mean? So that's yeah. what, to me, that's what horror is, right? That's that's the premise. And this yes. is what this is. This is just a, pretty much just a pure horror film. Um, phones. What's your favorite scene in the film? Oh, mm, mm. hmm. Favorite scene. Um, I kind of, I kind of really like that seance scene. It was one that stuck with me. Uh, oh, when, they, when they get the cat, she vomits the cat. When she vomits the cat, and like everyone's getting possessed, that goat gets possessed, and you know, kind of just reminds you of the Evil Dead. Then, um, and uh, yeah, that guy's doing that dance in midair. Like it's just so much batshit crazy shit happening. Uh, I remember that scene in the movies just laughing and smiling so much I was so happy <laughs> but yeah that's got to be um, that's got to be my favourite scene I, I agree I concur that scene is pre- again pretty eloquently shot um, 
Oh, excuse me, I had to burp. Um, it's 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 hard because this doesn't have a lot of good stuff in it, like in like iconic stuff in it. I mean, I liked the fight between her and the old lady in the car park or the yeah. garage. Um, that's probably yep. yeah, that's probably a close second. Yeah. Um, I wanted to ask you this though: that other car that she's worried about in the garage before the fight. That's the same car. That's Ash's car, isn't it? Like, that's the little Easter egg? Oh, uh, yeah. I assume... Look, I didn't really pay too much attention to that. Because um, I was like, oh, cool. It's the old lady's car. But um, Sam Raimi does put that car in every single one of his movies in some way, shape, or form. Okay. Um, so, my guess would be it is. And I will um, double-check that. Nice. So, that sequence, like, you... When she gets into her car and you see the old lady's sh- sh- head at the, in the back seat, she's like, "Oh fuck, she's there!" But you still get scared, like the way they did the lunge and the and the fight. It's actually still pretty terrifying. Um, and I guess, I guess, nothing. Like, it's hard to make fighting a shadow or getting slapped around by an invisible demon scary in the day. Um, And even the dinner sequence, which is at her in-laws, and she starts hallucinating. That was a bit meh, too. Yeah, and I I actually skipped that scene when I rewatched it. I I remember hating that scene in the cinemas, and I was just like, it's so stereotypical. Um you know, she's gonna, she's trying to impress, impress her parents and some stupid shit's gonna happen and then she's not gonna impress them and she's gonna leave, like, I thought that was a bit meh, but, um, just a back check on the fact check, yes, I am right, that is the 1973 Oldsmobile Delta 88. I'm the, I'm right, because I, 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 I assume, because he puts it in all of his movies, um, but yes, it's the same one that has appeared in nearly every one of Raimi's movies. There so go. there you go. There you go. Um, all right. Well, well, in terms of, you know, it's Friday the 13th, we're still going to horror movie. Where would this rank in sort of your general sort of like fandom? Is it, mm. I have fonder memories of it than mm. I do, I guess, I'm not sure if this is going to make sense. I remember it better than what it is. Yeah, no, no, it makes perfect sense, man. Um, you know, I remember A Nightmare on Elm Street being better than what it is, and Nightmare on Elm Street's a great movie, but if you look at, you know, look at it now, as we did recently, go back and listen, listeners, that was a killer app. Um, you know, there's very dated, and there's a lot of effects, you know, music and all that type of stuff, and I remember it being better than what it was because of that. Similar on this, but this movie does drag a bit. Uh, as far as where I'd place it, I don't think it's a classic. I don't think it's one of those ones where you go, oh, give me a top 10 list of horror movies. Um, I don't think it makes that top 10. Um, but it is it is in a pile of horror movies um, I'm doing right now. There's a couple of people that want to watch horror movies with me, uh, friends. I'm not no, doing this and would you recommend this or... And yeah, 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 no, it is in the pile of horror movies that I bring to the house, you know, as a selection. So, because um, I think it has uh, the right elements of horror comedy, um, you know, where 
you know, people who are really scared of horror movies for whatever reason can sit down and watch an M-rated horror movie, you know, and end up laughing just as they're scared. So while I don't think it's a top 10, I think it's, you know, still... It's still a recommended horror movie of mine. Yeah, definitely. It's an easy watch. Um, it does have some slow parts, and it isn't really scary at all. Like, it's definitely... And it can be repetitive, eh? Like, she does, she does fight that... Um, Oh, I keep calling her a gypsy because it's kind of what she is, but she keeps fighting her like constantly in some way, shape, or form. Like I did find it did get a little repetitive, but still good. Um, yeah, yeah. Uh, I, 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 I concur. It. But to me, this probably would be a top 10 because I'm not that into the genre. Mm. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah. Makes sense. Um, so, I like it more for the fact that it's comedic and a bit not really... Like, there isn't... I think what probably misses this, what this film misses, and why it maybe is a bit of a hard to get in, not hard to get into, it's not the right, but what probably it lacks is a clear-cut villain. Maybe if the demon was not a shadow, but an actual demon you could see, it would probably ramp up just the scariness a bit. Mm. Um, nah, I disagree. You saw how bad the CGI was? Could you imagine they had a fucking CGI demon running around? It didn't have to be CGI. (laughs) In Exorcist, how they have... um... Alright, so you still see the demon, those faces. Those flashes of those faces, right? Yeah, but one would argue Reagan being messed up was what people... When you you say, oh, who's the bad guy in The Exorcist to anybody? Like, there isn't a horror fan, alright? They'll go, oh, that little girl! You know, so... That's my point. That's what I'm trying to say. You, you yeah, proved my point. I know. I know that's what you... That, that's, what <laughs> that's what I'm saying. I'm you, need, point for you. you need a tangible... Something a bit more tangible, more substantial than uh, someone getting punched by air. You know what I mean? Because it yeah. looks stupid. It does. It looks silly. It looks funny. Like, she's just flip-flopping around like an idiot because... Yeah, it does. But kind of... I don't know. I... Like, how funny... Gonna... How much better would it be if it was just like a little... Oh, little, not mate. There's some demon gun. Two days, oh my! Like you know, what I mean, just doing creepy shit. Yeah, but the, that, that's what I think Ganush was for because they kept bringing her back in dead ways. You know, as as in her dreams, as she was like Mrs. Ganush was, or Ganush was uh, haunting her in some way, shape, yeah, or form. Yeah, but she's that, she, that scary. I get it. Yeah, I'm just. I'll just say it like this: um, Paranormal Activity. You probably hated it. I don't know if you saw it, but no, the first see. first one was decent. Um, the rest of the sequels hit or miss, um, but it got really bad at the last one because they showed the demon. Um, everyone was like, "Why would you show it?" Like you d- it was a lot scarier when you didn't show it. Sometimes the don't you know don't show and tell can be scarier. I, and again, this isn't exactly the most scariest movie ever, but I think it did add to it. 
in a way. When you see the demon hands come out, you, you don't need to see anymore. Do you know what I mean? That's just my opinion anyway. And I think Anush held the torch as something to just uh, get the jump scares off viewers as well. Hmm. Hmm. But like, you know, to have... It doesn't even have to be jump scares. I don't know. I just found that the... It's... it's Like, the the best parts when people were possessed, right? So, let's just maybe have more possessed yeah. people or something. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, definitely there could have been a bit more presence there because there was so... You know, there's points where nothing's happening to her and then all of a sudden, you know, like she's at dinner. Like, why then, you know? Like, yeah, there could have been a bit more things happening, I guess. And I just feel like... Um, I feel like the skepticism by the, the her partner... Uh, like... I don't know. found that a bit weird. I reckon you could have probably involved him a bit more. And at least then being together to find and find out how to say solve this a bit earlier as well, but you know, you know what cracked me up about that, mm. and I know what you're saying. And I, originally, I was going to go. I kind of like that he wasn't involved. You know, he trusted her. He said, you know, you got to go do this. He took her. He paid the um, ten thousand dollars or whatever for that witch lady <laughs> to try and save her, and then he drives her there. And he's just like, okay, I'll wait in the car. And then a lady dies. But it's like, where is he? Like, what is he doing? I just imagine, like, that episode of The Simpsons where Homer's just chilling in the car while the rock concert is, like, turning into a blaze. He's like, do Spanish, please. Like, what the... Yeah. What was he, what was he doing that entire time? <laughs> like, while this whole house was getting possessed. Like, surely he would have heard the commotion. <laughs> but anyway... That's just so. Yes, you're right. They could have involved that character a little bit more than what they did. I think it was a bit, you know, one-sided, a bit bland, um, and kind of didn't really didn't really affect the overall plot, other than screwing his girlfriend over by putting a coin in an identical envelope. Yeah, like it's like, uh, uh, that that twist <laughs> is so it's so. Look at the envelope. <sighs> I know it's 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 just it's so like in your face. It's like how can you miss this? Anyone in the mood definitely see this coming. How, how how do you not value your life that much to like go? You know, I'm just going to double check that this is the button. You know, like whatever. Anyway, glad you got dragged to hell. Um. And what about the ending? So the ending obviously ends with the the hero losing and she gets dragged to hell. What do you think? Um, I didn't mind it. I mean, it's it would be cool if she had a sequel that she fights her way out of hell <laughs> like that. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, uh, yeah, nah. But I don't it know. kind of does remind me of Evil Dead Two though, when when I've... Ash gets sucked through the portal. I think everyone was expecting a sequel from this movie. Um. And I'm kind of glad that they didn't, to be honest, because uh, uh, I just feel like it, it's, it's finished. It's a close story. Um, what do I think of the ending? I think... Oh, look. Other than the stupidity of the button situation, I think it's a, a pretty cool ending. You know, her freaking out, falling onto the tracks... 
and the train's coming and you're like, oh my God, she's going to get squashed by the train. And um, then she gets pulled into hell. I think that's, I think at the time when I watched it and even, even now, like I rewatched it, I was like, yeah, that's pretty cool. I think that was a pretty cool climax, like a pretty cool finish. You know, it was, definitely wasn't a dull ending. Um, was it on tear-jerking levels as the mist? Nah, not really. But I think it was pretty cool. The effects, though, definitely dated, though. But pretty cool, though. Hmm. I like how they started the movie and finished the movie with a shock. Like that little boy getting dragged to hell um, at the very beginning and then finishing with this uh, character that you've been hanging yeah, with. Yeah, I mean... It's foreboding, like it. right? You can't escape it. It's pretty much what it's saying. Like, it's going to yeah. happen. Yeah. <laughs> what did that little boy do? You know, like, mm. far out. I was just thinking that, like, damn, these guys are petty as, you know? An innocent little boy, you put a freaking three-day curse on him to get dragged dragged to hell. And now, you know, this poor, you know, loan officer, same deal. Like, jeez. How about putting curses on people that actually deserve it? Ah, you've murdered somebody. You're going to get dragged to hell now. Hi, oh, you're a pedophile. You're going to get dragged to hell. No, you said I couldn't park my car in the handicap zone without a permit. I'm going to drag your ass to hell, bitch. That's not cool, man. Uh, I guess, yeah, I guess. Um, but I think it kills him, right? Like, if you put that curse onto someone, it actually kills you as well. I have no idea, man. I don't know. How did she, how did she die? I thought she just died. For a plot convenience. I was like, well, how bad can you be with money if you're still paying off your mortgage? No, because remember, remember, then they say that at the beginning, the boy, they tried to give back whatever he stole. Uh, I can't remember. Yeah, okay. Yeah, fair enough. Um, yeah, he, he steals something, so he put a curse on him like that. Fuck hell. Yeah, <laughs> um, that's messed up, man. Where, where does this sort of fit for your... Uh, I, was, I was hot on this film, but now I'm, I'm kind of... Wish I didn't re- re- re-watch it, but where does this sit? <laughs> in your sort of uh, appreciation for Sam Raimi's work. Because I, I think, personally, not to be a wanker. It's all right, that's what we're here for. But I think his best work is still Evil Dead 2. Nah, definitely Emo Spider-Man, Spider-Man 3 is 100% his best <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, Yeah, yeah I, I hear what you're saying. Um, where do I rank it? I don't know. I don't know. That's an interesting one because other than Spider-Man, right? All of Sam Raimi's stuff is pretty different. I mean, Evil Dead 1, straight up horror movie. Evil Dead 2, horror comedy. Army of Darkness, fantasy, comedy horror. This, comedy horror. But gross out comedy horror. And then Spider-Man, Spider-Man. Like, where do I rank it? I think... Yeah, I'd, I'd put it, I'd put it Evil Dead Two, and as like his best work. I agree with you there. I would put Spider Man One and Two over this, and then I would chuck this after Spider Man. Hmm. Like, like Darkness, like I'd put that probably before, hmm. and then like you know, and I'll probably mix it around there. So to, kind of towards the bottom, but you know, not with. Like, because he hasn't really had a really bad movie, in my opinion. Do you know what I mean? No. Really bad. I you, I haven't seen all his movies. All right. So, he, hasn't had, he doesn't have, like, like, the most extensive filmography. 
That's um, what I mean. A lot of his early shit, like from Evil Dead's pretty much pretty much from like his first five movies, all kind of low budget cult stuff that he did it himself, got the funding for himself, then found distribution. Yes. So if you go down that path, you're not obviously going to be making a film that's trying to be commercial. You're going to make what you're trying to what you want to make. Yeah. So if you look at his go on his uh, wiki, it's murder, the Evil Dead, Crime Wave. Um, those first three are very much indie films. Yeah. The Evil Dead is probably the biggest out of the lot, um, and then you got Evil Dead Two, which is probably a ma- it's, it's a massive hit. And then he doesn't make another mo- a movie f- maybe for three years. And then it's Dark Man, and Dark Man isn't. It's an interesting film. I, I I quite like it, but it is very nineties. Yeah. Um, he wanted to do Batman, funnily enough, but then that he couldn't get the rights because obviously that was um, Warner Brothers owns DC Comics, and then they decided to make their own, you know, Batman eighty nine. So he he made his Dark Man, which is a version of Batman. He was a producer on Time Cop. That's pretty funny. Um. Yeah. <laughs> and then he um. Army of Darkness. Again, same thing, man. Like he's, you got to give the guy credit. He if he makes his own shit, so it's all unique. But I would argue that probably, I reckon the Gift is probably his second best film. Have you seen the Gift? Um, the Gift. I'm not. I'm not sure, man. Came um, out in uh, before Spider Man. It's got Kate uh, Blanchett and um, it's Keanu, Keanu Reeves actually plays a bad guy in it, and he's pretty good in it. Yes, yes, I have seen it. Yes, yeah. Now this was actually written by Billy Bob Thornton, so it's pretty interesting. Um, it's basically similar in the premise that it's about a, a woman who possesses, who's in an abusive relationship and has. Um, uh, psychic abilities, um, or maybe telekinetic, telekinetic. I can't remember now, so it's been a while since I've seen it. Um, it's pretty good. It's I reckon that's that's probably it's like a whodunit, but it's not. It's not bad. I liked it. I, I mean, it's not great, but I mean, I liked it. And then I'll probably say, yeah. Then you probably got Spider Man. Two after that, and then Spider Man One, then maybe this. I don't know what else is. Oh no, Army of Darkness. I like. I like. I like Army of Darkness a lot too. So yeah, that's what I mean. But it's hard when you're ranking mm. this like his stuff because he, he kind of like switches and swaps a fair bit. Mm. You know, if it would be like if someone said, "Oh, rank Peter Jackson's movies," you'd be like, "Okay, Lord of the Rings," and then be like, "Oh, well, what about Bad Taste?" And you'd be like, "What the? What yeah. he did indie horror movies like?" <laughs> So, I don't know. Um, yeah, it is an interesting one. Uh, you know, look, it's not his best film. It's not his worst film. But it's um, it's a good film. Drag me to hell. And, you know, dated now, sure. But still still watchable and still a horror movie I'd recommend. Especially those who are just getting into the genre for the first time. Mm, mm, mm. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. And if you like something... If you like this, you've got to check out Evil Dead 2. Like, that's... It's pretty similar. Like, like Evil Dead 2 is probably more comedic. Again, more dark comedy. But it's... It's... It's a niche that can look a bit hokey if it's not done correctly. Because you've probably seen dumb 
horror comedy films in your time. Oh, mate, mate, mate. I was just thinking about this horror comedy. If you're right, if not done right, if not done right, is the worst genre ever. And my God, is that filmography long? Far out. So and it it doesn't have jokes in it. That's what I'm gonna. You gotta understand like this is so beautifully put together in that sense that it doesn't have jokes. Like none of this is jokey. That's right. Situational. Yeah, correct. Yeah, and that's what makes it funny. It's like this is actually um, physical comedy, right? Yes, there's a lot of slapstick involved, um, but the slapstick is brought on by situations that are. That are happening to the to the character, um, not you know she's not just walking into a door for the sake of walking into a door, you know, it's not hokey silly shit. It's, uh, uh, yeah, it's it's all it's all situational. It's all happening, and, and that's it. Oof, it's good all right, listeners, I think we'll wrap it up there. Um, as always, you can find us on SoundCloud, iTunes, and Twitter. Um, I'm gonna get phony to maybe. Switch it up now. We're going to change gears because we're out of the spooky season. Maybe we'll go into some action or some... Maybe... Well, maybe I might even get you to watch a serious drama film. How about that? Oof. Hate huh. the, th- the thought of that, hey, oh, So It's a shame that at the beginning of this podcast I said I'm going to get dragged. Ah! 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 <laughs> Can you imagine Fody watching a serious periodic <laughs> drama? Oh, my God. Uh, well, you know what? Hey, man, look, anything's possible, and I'm happy to happy to watch anything for this pod. Um, just um, be prepared for the aftermath. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> um, all right, until next week, catch ya. Ciao, ciao.